Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Caitlin. Of the Bechtel cast on iHeartRadio. And we are a podcast that talks about the portrayal of women in movies and how it's generally not that great. So, so bad. To start the conversation, we use the Bechdel test invented by Alison Bechdel as a jumping off point, a test that requires that two female characters in a movie with names discuss something other than a man. And it's crazy how so few movies pass this low bar. Literally never happens. Uh, <laughs> and Caitlin, what are some of your favorite episodes recently? Oh, some of my favorites are 10 Things I Hate About You, Cruel Intentions. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm going for Aaron Brockovich and The Fifth Element. And some of our notable guests mm-hmm. have been uh, Nicole Byer. Yes, love her. Alfred Molina, <gasps> ever heard of him? Wow. <laughs> Jack and Miles of the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, and Nikki Glaser. We wow. have all sorts of amazing guests. Uh, episodes come out every Thursday. So listen and subscribe to the Bechtel cast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The last of the great soul singers. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. The right Reverend Al Green celebrating his 73rd birthday this morning. City, Arkansas. Want to spend my life with you. Nobody has more soul than Al Green. Come they on. Say sing, baby. Since we've been together, Ooh, loving you forever is what I need. The son of a sharecropper. Al Green, smooth as silk, man. April 13, 2019, before we look at a look back at significant events and people tied to this particular date in history, including but not limited to these. The third president of the United States of America, Thomas Jefferson, born this day in 1743 in the Virginia Colony. 1861, Fort Sumter falls to the Confederate forces, and the Civil War is officially hot. 1943, President Franklin Roosevelt dedicates the Jefferson Memorial in our nation's capital, the 200th anniversary of the uh, president's birth. 1958, Van Cliburn, the pianist, I said pianist, won the first international Tchaikovsky competition for piano in Moscow. Sidney Portier became the first black performer in a leading role to win an Academy Award this date in 1964 for his performance in Lilies of the Field. 1970, Apollo 13, four-fifths of the way to the moon, crippled when a tank containing liquid oxygen burst. They did make it back safely. Jim Lovell's still alive, by the way. And uh, the Great Chicago Flood took place on this date in 1992. 
the century-old tunnel system in adjacent basements filled with water from the Chicago River. Not pretty. The state 1997, as the Masters continues in Augusta this weekend, 1997, Tiger Woods became the youngest person to ever win the Masters tournament and the first player of partly African heritage to claim a major golf title. And uh, Dr. Kevorkian, the right-to-die doctor, sentenced in Pontiac, Michigan, the state in 1999. For uh, 10 to 25 years, he wound up serving eight for the second-degree murder in the lethal injection death of a Lou Gehrig's disease patient. The mercy killing judged a homicide. Former Senator Ben Nighthorse Campbell of Colorado is 86 today. Actor Lyle Wagner turns 84. Actor Edward Fox, 82. Paul Servino, the actor, is 80. Let's see, Bill Conti, music TV composer, 77 today. Jack Cassidy, who, among other things, played uh, Jefferson Airplane, is uh, 75. Actor Tony Dow, Wally from Leave it to Beaver, is 74 today. Actor Ron Perlman turns 69. William Sadler, the actor, 69. Peebo Bryson turns 68. Max Weinberg, you know, from uh, Bruce Springsteen, E Street Band fame, is 68 today. Sam Bush is 67, bluegrass singer, musician. Um, Jimmy Destry is 65. Comedian Gary Kroger turns 62. Let's see, Senator uh, Bob Casey Jr. of Pennsylvania is 59. Joey Mazzola of Sponge is 58. Grandmaster chess champion Gary Kasparov turns 56. Actress Paige Hanna celebrating a birthday at 55. Uh, Caroline Ray, comedian, is 55. Lisa Umberger turns 51. Mark Ford is 53. Reggae singer Capleton turns 52. Ricky Schroeder, the actor, is 49, believe it or not. Aaron Lewis of the Van Stained is 47. Lou Bega is 44. Doing a Mambo number five somewhere, probably in his, in his shorts. Ew, that just sounds gross. Uh, Nellie McKay is 37. Rapper Ty Dolla Sign is 37. Hunter Pence, baseball player, 36. That's enough. Uh, we have your forecast and 2020 sports straight ahead as we get you going on this Saturday morning edition on 700W Required. Yo, 547, here's what's passing for news around the country, around the tri-state, around the world. President Trump says he's strongly considering sending illegal immigrants to so-called sanctuary cities and states. We shall see more on this later on this morning. In Venezuela, an Ace Swedish programmer arrested actually in Ecuador, in the capital city of Quito, in an alleged plot to blackmail the country's president over his abandonment of Julian Assange. Of course, Assange finally evicted from the Ecuadorian embassy in London this past week to face the fire of charges, perhaps in Sweden, perhaps in the United States. We'll see where the extradition goes from here. Cory Booker on the road, actually at home in Newark, New Jersey where he served as mayor, looking to break out of the crowded 2020 field. The Indian general election's been going on. This is interesting. 900 million voters in the country, the the subcontinent. 83 million first-time voters. One million polling booths. 
4 million electronic voting machines, 570 special trains, and 11 million poll workers. The election commission in India ruled that no voters should have to travel more than a little over a mile from their home to cast a ballot. And not only do the Democrats want the Mueller report, the full Mueller report released, but so does longtime Trump confidant Roger Stone. He wants a federal judge to compel the Department of Justice to turn over a full copy of the special counsel's report. He pled not guilty to charges of lying to Congress, witness tampering, and obstruction. His lawyers say he's entitled to the report as part of discovery in his criminal case. So, you know, you're going to expect the Democrats to be clamoring for that, as they have been. Now Roger Stone wants to see it all. More on that as we continue this morning. And police say in Columbus, say a car struck a pregnant woman and her two young daughters as they crossed a busy road, killing one of the girls, leading to the emergency delivery of a stillborn infant. The woman and her four-year-old daughter hospitalized with serious injuries after the collision that happened on Thursday afternoon. Her six-year-old daughter pronounced dead at the hospital. And Mike DeWine signed a bill imposing one of the nation's toughest abortion restrictions. As he had promised to do, Governor Mike DeWine followed through on his pledge to sign the heartbeat bill. This is uh, the fifth state now, Ohio, to ban abortions after the first detectable fetal heartbeat that can come as early as five or six weeks into the pregnancy. It is a special weekend for one of our special people. He's waiting on the line right now. We shouldn't let him wait a whole lot longer. So next, we're hanging with Dick on the eve of a very, very special event. $700. Yes, it's time once again to honor one of our favorite perennial guests on the Saturday Morning Edition. It's time to stand up for Dick. Because Dick is worthy of a celebration. He's here to blow out his candles a day early. Tomorrow. 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 Good morning, Dick. Good morning, Gary Jeff. How are you? I love the bumper music. How are How are you feeling a day before? Which birthday will this be, Dick? This will be my seventy first birthday. Seventy one. Seventy one. Still stroking, right? Still stroking. Loved your bumper music. That well, was well, good. Thanks, Grant. Helped me arrange that for you oh, as, Grant, as a special. Yeah, huh? Well, I, at my request, as a special surprise because it's your birthday weekend. 
So how are you? How are you feeling? Great. Yeah? I, I've got do the you week f- off, do, do Gary, you f- Jeff. Do you feel like you're 71? No, I don't. Do I f- really don't. When was the last time you felt yourself? Well, everybody, I was telling them about my birthday at work they said i look younger than hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 71. Oh, that's great. That's great. So you got the week off? Yeah. So you're not going to be at Lowe's tomorrow? Nope. Monday? No. Tuesday? And when I left The whole week? Night, the whole week? The whole week. When you left last night, what? They, they said that Dick... We're going to uh, be very sad this week because I guess Monday and Tuesday, the store has been absolutely, you know, with this pretty weather. Yeah. We've been really crazy, you know. I've worked in the garden center helping out. In fact, I stayed an hour over last night to help them out. But so so that, why are they really sad, Dick? Well, they said you will be missed, Dick, you know, for your oh. compliment. Well, I almost, sound, almost, and, sounded, uh, almost sounded like you got canned. No, no. That every time I take one, they uh, you didn't get whacked, Dick. Going to miss me. You didn't get whacked. No. Okay, that's good. So I figured maybe the the week off, maybe they're going to give you a whole lot more time off. No, you know, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um. Well, it's great. Enjoy your week off. Enjoy your birthday tomorrow. Did you get any more cards? Um. Yeah, I I got it. A couple of them, but uh, I haven't got as many as I have over the year. Maybe it's just a little early yet. Yeah. Well, your birthday's tomorrow, and there's no meal delivery on Sunday. I think you're SOL. Yeah. Dick, happy birthday tomorrow. Okay. Happy birthday to you tomorrow. Happy birthday to you tomorrow. Happy birthday, dear Dick. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you tomorrow. All right. Say goodnight. Goodnight. See ya. See ya. So long. So long. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. News next. Sausage. Into the first official hour of the Saturday morning edition. I'm Gary Jeff Walker with you again on a Saturday. I live for this. 700 WLW coming up on seven minutes past the hour. That'd be uh, 607 Eastern time. And, uh, well, spring really finally is here. The Reds are in Mexico. Maybe President Trump can get the wall built so they can't come back. I mean, a nice little finally scoring some runs sessions before they left town. But you have to wonder if they've scored all the runs they're going to score the rest of the year at this point. Oh, look who's on the line. This is so unusual for this time on a Saturday morning. Hi, Dave. Hey, Gary, Jeff. Morning. How are we doing? Um, but. It's me, the Easter Bunny. You really, you really don't get it, do you? you? You really don't get the fact that everybody knows it's you, Dave. 
and you call yourself whatever you want. And usually, if you're not Dave, you are the Easter Bunny. So I have a rule on this show. If you're going to use a fake name, you can use it, but don't use another fake name. So I guess that qualifies. But everybody knows it's you. Sure, Jeff. I got long, long, floppy ears and a cute little white, fluffy tail. Uh, uh, okay. Whatever. We can play pretend together, Dave. I mean, Easter you know Bunny. So, you know what? Pretend my butt. I should come down there and kick your butt, basically. Well, the Easter Bunny wouldn't do that, Dave, which points to the fact that you are not the Easter Bunny if you're talking about kicking my butt for calling you out as a fraud, as a phony, as a fake. You're a fake bunny. This is fake news. We've met before, Gary Jeff. I, I know. know. We We have met before, Dave, and it's been one enchanting moment after another every time that we are together. So anyway, uh, do you have any bad jokes this morning, Easter Bunny? East, Easter Bunny? Uh-oh. The phones just went away, along with the Easter Bunny. So everyone got off my phone. I don't know what you're doing in there, but we'll figure it out. It's not the worst thing that could ever happen. I do apologize to the Easter Bunny for being blown off my phone. Uh, We'll take a quick break and come back. Old Radio Rick, you might want to try and reconnect in a few minutes as as soon as uh, the producer figures out what the hell's going on. near you. All right. As long as the phones continue to work, the numbers 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441-POUND-700 on AT&T's a free call. I thought I was going to have to work a lot harder this morning. Which I could do. I could I could monologue without any phone calls right up until 9 o'clock. I guarantee I could do it. I could do this show. I wouldn't want to, but I can do this show without the gang of Ripley at, at Breakfast at Jerry's, Snapper Saloon. I could do it without Steve Schulte. I could do it without Science Mike. I could do it without Mo. I could do it without any of these components that make up our little gathering together that we do every every Saturday morning. I could do it without that. Would I want to? Hell no. So let's go to old Radio Rick. Hello, old Radio Rick. What's up? <laughs> Sounded like your phone system needed some new capacitors there. <laughs> oh, just everything went blank. Nothing. Yeah, it, it wasn't blank at this end. That was fun. So good morning, Gary Jeff. Good morning. Hey, so so how are, how are you enjoying us this morning? I'm enjoying you 5x5 five five on a 1939 RCA Victor 7-tube K80 radio. Um, I have some more research to do on this one. This is owned by Skip in the, in the tri-state area. And it's an interesting radio because it has some features that are blocked off of it, like uh, a little dial with a um, fine-tuning numbers on it, but you can't see it outside the radio. And there's some plugs on the chassis where they had another, yeah, oh, we're going to put another tube there. Yeah, never mind. We're not going to do that. It's kind of strange. I, I, I think RC was actually like going through a process of let's see if we can make 20 different radios with the same parts and sell them and see where the good price points are. Yeah, maybe so. It might have been a, a shrewd marketing tool at the time for them. So, might have, indeed, or they were trying to get rid of uh, last year's parts and uh, <laughs> figured, oh, we got this in inventory. Let's see what we can cobble just, together. Just but, threw it into the 39 and said, let's go. All right. <laughs> exactly right. 
any uh, any plans to travel our way anytime soon? Uh, the uh, the plan right now is in two weeks. I, I think I say that every time you ask me. But this yeah. time I mean it, it. sounds familiar. Yes, indeed. But uh, uh, right. I actually, uh, the last time I had to cancel the trip because I didn't have anything to bring back. But right. I bring me lots of stuff next time. All right. OldRadioRick at gmail.com. Get in touch. He uh, repairs memories. And uh, listening on a 1939. And you said 5x5, five five, so it's coming in real nice, right? Oh, yeah. It, it, it actually works great. It's just a little bit weird. Okay. Well, we, we, <laughs> could, like me. we could say that <laughs> about a lot of people on this program, yes. Kevin in Lebanon. Uh, hello, Kevin. Lebanon, Indiana, Gary Jeff. Lebanon, Indiana. Ah, I see. I'm, I'm fine. How are you, sir? Uh, wonderful. Thank you. Just a little sore throat. Hey, I'm going to let you give the answer, or better yet, I think we should just keep the audience in full suspense. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know why you'll never find half an Easter egg? <laughs> because it comes out whole. I've told that story so many times because I was listening to it on the Internet, and when I heard it, I thought, oh, my God, they're going to get in all kinds of trouble. And unbeknownst to me on the Internet, it's not bleeped out. No, no. It's, it, and, and to this point, Internet broadcasts are not regulated the same way terrestrial broadcasts are. So, yes, if somebody says something they're not supposed to say on the air, then... I can dump it here. We're on a delay. Uh, but on the Internet, on streaming, iHeartRadio, no. And well, let's see. Uh, Gary's on the line. We'll get to Gary in just a moment. No? All right. 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441. If the phones hold up, we'll, we'll take your calls. And next, we talk about the president's threat, some would say. Some would say the president's stunt. Some have said the president's cynical approach. Some have said the president using people as pawns in a political chess game. What the president is doing is just what the the proponents of sanctuary cities wanted. And it's it's amazing that the president makes an offer to bring these wonderful foreigners who are here illegal into the places where they have designated themselves as an open, safe place for these illegal foreigners, and the furor, the backlash over this. Nancy Pelosi was aghast that her district, basically San Francisco, would have to receive... All these illegal people who are crossing, invading our borders, crossing our borders, invading our country illegally, it's the same thing as catch and release, only it's catch bus release. What's the problem? What's the big friggin' deal? It's what you wanted. You know what? John Cranley, the city council of Cincinnati, a couple years ago, designated themselves as a symbolic sanctuary city. (laughs) Looks like we're due for an influx of these wonderful people who can't speak English. Many of them commit crime. Many of them have no or little education. 
and no basic job skills. Well, we're a sanctuary city. I I just wish the president would make good on his promise. Giving them asylum in places that ask for asylum. Imagine that. All right, Gary's been through a lot through our phone meltdown and everything. I'll I'll get you on the air first, Gary. All right, Gary Jeff. Well, since your beloved mayor is a sanctuary city mayor, uh, we got this list on the clipboard here, and your name happens to be right there at the top. You and then uh, Willie and McConnell and Kim Brew and Seg. How many can I put you down for, and we can get them up there to you? Actually, Gary, the thing is, I don't live. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In the city of Cincinnati, I live in Southgate, Kentucky, and I don't work in the city of Cincinnati. I work in a place that's called Sycamore Township. So I'm not on the list, bro. <laughs> well, we got to get some of these up there since you're beloved mayor, since you're a sanctuary city up there, Willie. And somebody's got to take some of these, but there's plenty to choose from. There's thousands, so you'll be picky. No, I, I, I don't have to choose any of them. I just stand back and watch, just like I stand back and watch the dumpster fire that is Cincinnati City Council on a weekly basis. We know that Chicago is a sanctuary city. Absolutely. Philadelphia. Absolutely. So we got to get these people lined up. we got to get them out there and, and, you know, don't worry about the disease and don't worry about if they're pregnant or not. Just we got to get rid of them. we got to get them out there to the sanctuary towns is ready to take them. Again, instead of catch and release, it's catch, catch, bus, and release. And it's fair and it's fitting. Talk to Gary and Fairborn next on 700 WWW Sports. Thank you, Seggy. Gary and Fairborn has been very, very patient. I've talked to Gary before. I assumed he would be, and now he's on the air with us. Gary, good morning. How are you? Hey, brother. It's an honor, man. I don't mean to come negative. And, Dick, happy birthday, man. You're awesome, dude. But, uh... Since last Saturday's show, Gary, it's been festering in my head and it's a lot of different thoughts and stuff, but particularly as of, let's say, last night or whatever, and this hitting the Reuters and everything about him talking about, you know, moving him to the sanctuary city. Yeah. I've said this on your show previously. It will not hit people who, through generational entitlements or... You know, they're just having a hard time for a little bit, and they go on there like it's designed to do for widows and orphans originally. When they finally take a reduction in their benefits, and trust me, it will all of a sudden be a big deal, they aren't going to pay attention. So when he said this last night or whatever, night before last, it, it opened my eyes again to the fact that they spew all this rhetoric and they're duplicitous liars, basically, these, these politicians. And they just, you know, the AOCs of the world and the, the Bernie Sanders that want the utopia. Man, I want it too. But guess what? Marxism don't work. When you've sucked from that tit and it's dry, 
it's over. And you will have destroyed the greatest thing in 244 years by doing some... You can't come and have sovereignty without borders, first off. Second, you can't eat the system from the inside out. That's the only way we'll be taken down is from the inside. So these people coming over, I feel bad for them. There's God's children, you know. I want the best for them, but they got to effectively change their governments. And the first nation they come to, that's where you put in for asylum, man. Well, that's, that's, anyway, that, is, so, that is supposedly the law. Is it the first country that's that that's not yours that you go into? That's where you claim asylum. And that's what brings me to another point. And I don't know why this is kind of a change, but not really. You got Maxine Waters now as the head of the banking thing. I did a little bit of research, and I'm not like the smartest guy in the world, but look up HR forty eight seventy two. It was the House resolution. Then it went to the Senate. It got passed. It is now law taken from the banks if you wanted to do a second on your house or whatever and, and pay for your children's college. So now you can't do anything without the government. So you're on what, what's, what's, the, what's the number again, HR? I believe it's 4872. And you look way down at the bottom of the roll call under the W's. In 2010, Maxine Waters voted yay. So for her not to know and then come off all austere and holier than now the other day with the bankers, Look, man, I begrudge no man is money. You make an honest living, you got some virtue. Hey, God bless you. Be as rich as you want. But guess what? This cat has never made more than 65 k a year. And when it comes to President Trump and the taxes, I don't want you looking at my taxes, dude. I go to a tax lady so that I don't ever have to. If I do go to jail, guess who's going with me? Anyway, <laughs> so I always pay more and I pay on time. And for them to come at him sideways, dude, if you have stuff under investigation, not investigation is the wrong word. If you're under audit, which a lot of businesses, you know what I mean? And, and he, he claims he claims to be, yeah. Yeah, what I'm getting at is, and I see that a totally, a, a project manager, a businessman who builds buildings, Dude, you're constantly going to be looked at. Gary, anyway, you, you, cover, you cover a lot of ground in a little bit of time, but I'm out of time now. I've got a break for news, brother. I'm sorry. That's all right, man. I'll call back and hold. Oh, all right. <laughs> Bye. 700 W. All right. 637, traveling a bit east down Route 52 from Cincinnati to the lovely little city of Ripley, Ohio. We're gathered around a round table because you can't be gathered around a square table. The fellowship at Snappers is waiting my questions and your questions. It's breakfast at Jerry's, and here is Lisa. Hello, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing marvelous, Gary Jeff, and how are you this morning? Doing quite well, thank you. First question is, and I don't know if this would be in Doug's uh, purview or not, since he uh, does a lot of the cooking, or most of the cooking, uh, is how many, generally, how many mock turtles will you use in a vat of mock turtle soup. How many mock turtles do you actually have to kill to make a good mock turtle soup? We use real turtles. We don't use mock turtles. <laughs> well, because you're concerned about mock turtles and you don't want to see them killed and you don't care about real turtles? What's the point? What's that? We just trip over mock turtles. Just trip over the mock turtles. Okay. Uh, second question. Since Ripley is a sanctuary city. 
Can I bring some illegal foreign criminal trespassers in a big bus down there and let them go on the streets? Hell yes. Is, is Snapper, Snapper's a sanctuary saloon? Snapper's is a sanctuary saloon. People right. have everyone has to leave by two thirty a.m. Though. Oh, so you're gonna you're gonna separate uh, the parents from their children at two thirty a.m. How heartless can you possibly be? Oh, uh, we're bloody heartless, mate. We're bloody heartless. <laughs> All right, uh, it, comparing kumquats to grapefruits, which do you prefer? Kumquats or grapefruits? Come on, let's get a call. I like grapefruits, myself. Pink grapefruits. What about pink kumquats? <laughs> no, we don't uh, want any pink. Uh, uh, okay, no pink kumquats. Isn't that just a fun word to say, kumquat? I love that word. I, I, I bet you do love that word. Like yeah, just like a- Salt bug says. Well, I tell you what, I can't wait to see you here in two weeks on the twenty. I was just going to bring that up. In two weeks from today. Anniversary. Can you believe it? Thirty years here in the big city of Ripley. Thirty years of Snapper Saloon. It's chance to make Snappers great again, like it ever stopped being great. But my buddy Chris Goins, my guitarist, and I will be there to play some music on the afternoon of April 27th from 1.30 to 3.30. I'm taking the... This is how important this is. You know, every Saturday, I work at this bar called Huddles, which, by the way, Lisa, you've not been to yet, but you need to... Need I will to, be there soon. Oh, I promise. All, right, all, right. all right, so... But this is like an every Saturday thing. It's the after-the-show <laughs> show. Well, we're moving it from Newport two weeks from today to Ripley, Ohio, to Snapper Saloon, and I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. We're just... Besides ourselves. I know. Well, grab yourself a towel and wipe up. Uh, Thank you so much. Have a wonderful breakfast, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. The gang at Snappers. You're on 700. I didn't see it early enough, but Gary from Fairborn wanted me to ask the gang at Snappers if they knew what access of symmetry was. I'm looking at my access of symmetry worksheets. And then there's the axis, A-X-I-S of symmetry of a parabola and how to find that axis. Did he say access or axis? So I'm not sure because there are two different spellings and two different issues here. Anyway, uh, sad chapter and an inevitable chapter as we continue to, by the day, say goodbye to the brave men and some women who kept the world safe from the Third Reich and the Imperial Japanese in World War II. The last of the Doolittle Raiders passed this past week in San Antonio, Texas. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Richard Dick Cole, dying Tuesday at the age of 103. That's the other thing. You think about living to 103, just in general. And people are living longer, but still, and all. Living to age 103 with just the normal things that you go through in life, whether it's cold, other more serious illnesses, car crashes, working hard, doing, doing physical things until your body just won't let you do them anymore, Getting to 103 is quite an accomplishment. But to face down the enemy as one of 80 
Doolittle Tokyo Raiders, who participated as mission commanders, as Lieutenant Cole was for Jimmy Doolittle. He was his co. He was Doolittle's co-pilot in this attack on Japan less than five months after Pearl Harbor. You lived through that with flak fire, you know, whatever. The anti-aircraft fire coming from Japanese guns on the ground, other planes in the air. You lived through that. Wow. And you, you were able to come home. And then you lead this incredible exemplary life after basically saving the butts of men, women, and children who were here stateside and saving the world from this awful, awful specter of evil that was the Imperial Japanese and Hitler's Nazi Third Reich. And you live this incredible life. You help. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Rebuild the country. You become part of the generation that brought us the baby boom. The memorial for Lieutenant Colonel Dick Cole being held on the 77th anniversary of the Doolittle Raid during World War II. April 18th, so in five days, they will lay Lieutenant Colonel Dick Cole to rest at Arlington National Cemetery. And he's the last. Last of the bunch. It's time. Gravity, time, and friction. The three biggest enemies of mankind finally caught up to, to Lieutenant Colonel Richard Dick Cole at the age of 103. A life that needs to be applauded and he will be so honored in five days at Arlington. People just blow me away. The things that they did, the lives that they lived after the things that they did. And uh, is any is any honor or tribute to these men really good enough? Does, does any kind of tribute really measure up to what they actually accomplished? I don't know. Take a break and come back. 700. You're Milford. Ever since Elf, I can't watch or listen to Will Ferrell in anything. Sorry. The president or the chairman of the Ohio College Republican Federation, Tom Farrell, senior at the University of Dayton, is apologizing for a fundraising email that referred to Congressman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a domestic terrorist. The email was sent Wednesday without his approval, he says, by a third-party fundraising firm he would not name. Says his organization has severed ties with that firm since. The email wasn't something he or the organization would ever endorse. For her her part, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, which is much easier to say, said in a tweet after the email was publicized that such a message puts me in danger every time. 
She's also been famous for saying that facts are violence, essentially. But calling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez a domestic terrorist does a disservice to domestic terrorists. She's not nearly... If Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a terrorist, it's on the scale of Richard Reed, the shoe bomber. Remember that goofy-looking mother that tried to set his shoes on fire on the plane? And was so inept at the task, all we got was that goofy mugshot of his face, and he got thrown in jail. I mean, I don't think she's even at that level of development as a terrorist. I don't know how anybody takes anything she says seriously. So for her to be a real threat to the nation, I mean, on a, on a committee, maybe... The thing about AOC is that if you can get over the, the part of you that's so maddened that someone so stupid could get elected to a body that actually crafts legislation and passes legislation that affects every American person, if you can get past that, the anger over that, and the just bewilderment of that, it's kind of fun. The smiling cheerleader of ignorance is kind of fun. It's funny to listen to. Not fun in a way that, you know, that elicits joy, but it gets the endorphins because I have to laugh almost every time she speaks. I mean, the squeaky little voice is one thing, but what that squeaky little voice is saying is so hilarious. It's so other universe kind of stuff. In an alternate universe, she's really an intelligent person. In this universe, eh, she's kind of laughable. She's kind of funny. Comedic. The president says some really strange things from time to time. But a lot of those things are supposed to be funny. Alexandria truly believes some of the nonsense she spouts. Facts or violence. But to call AOC a domestic terrorist, that's, that's, that's taking away a lot of credit from people who are much more well-equipped to be a danger to American society. And, and I, I'm not a fan of theirs. Ilan Omar apparently is, but, but AOC a domestic terrorist. That's laughable. Coming up, news time, and we'll talk to Steve Schulte with our environmental segment on a Saturday morning edition, and hopefully talk to you as we continue. Food for thought, don't eat too much. Gary Jeff Walker, and uh, we're together again. You're on 700WLW.com. Into another hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, April 13th, 2019. Gary Jeff Walker and you together again. Thanks for uh, being around, man. 700WLW online, 700WLW.com, and on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, my friend Stephen Schulte, environmental engineer, got PEs after his name. He knows what he's talking about, and we're talking about environmental stuff. Good morning, Stephen. Good good morning, Gary Jeff. All right, what we got this week, Steve? Well, what we got this week is, uh, sure you've heard and our our audience has heard for many years this uh, statement that 97% of scientists but there's this consensus out there. 97% of scientists believe in man-made global warming. Yes. And this urban myth should have been debunked many, many years ago. But it started 
by a paper from by a Miss Naomi Orgareski. That's uh, easy for you to say. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> uh, published in Science Magazine in December 2004. And what she did is she surveyed the literature published at that time and found that 97% of the literature published uh, believed that, you know, stated in conclusion that man, man-made global warming existed. All and right. from that, 97% of all scientists around the world have this consensus. Um, a little common sense would have told us right away that uh, that this is an urban myth. It was ninety seven percent of the literature she studied claimed. Right. <laughs> so she said ninety seven. Gary Jeff, on anything you've ever heard, does anybody agree on ninety seven percent of anything? No. I still think that probably less than ninety seven percent of people believe the Earth is round. So uh, you know, at face value. It doesn't make sense. Well, 97 percent of the Trump-hating Democrats believe in Russian collusion. Still, so whatever. <laughs> okay. Back in 2015, the Oregon Institute of Science and Medicine obtained signatures on a declaration from about 31,500 scientists and engineers, and two of about 9,000 of those with PhDs, stating that they did not believe mankind had a significant impact on the climate. And furthermore, that increases in atmospheric carbon dioxide produce many beneficial effects upon the natural plant animals of the, of the earth. And we'll talk about that next week when I'm there. So really, 97% consensus is a marketing ploy. And what makes science different from religion is science is based upon empirical facts, not consensus. And, you know, history is replete about this whole issue, you know, you know, at one point, Probably 97% of the people on, the earth, on earth felt the earth was flat. Uh, medical history. I can remember here uh, reading articles how it was difficult for little things such as the practice of washing your hands before surgery. Uh, people fought against that. Ulcers. It was thought that type A people were the re- result of caused ulcers. It took decades to determine bacteria was the cause. And even... Einstein himself fought an uphill battle to get his theory of relativity going. Oh, yeah. You know, the consensus back then is it was Einstein was nuts. <laughs> and, as, you know, eventually his science was proven. Now, many times people offer a theory and it's proven wrong. And this is the whole issue is that the bottom line is that if you look at the empirical data, of the last several decades compared to the theory of man-made catastrophic global warming, the theory has not proven to hold up. And I think that's the point of this week's Environmental Minute. Well, thank you very much. And remember, I I hope that uh, you're preparing for only the next 12 years because after that we'll be dead. Right. Because of... (laughs) man-made climate change. Thank you, Steve Schulte. Ten minutes past the hour, 700. Zoom. B714. Big clock on the wall. 700 WLW, Gary Jeff. Joining us on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, 513-749-7000 or 1-800-843-2441 right now. Ray from the Village Grocery. How are you, my friend? Gary Jeff Walker, good morning, sir. How are the infidels? God bless them. God bless them all. Happy to serve. Fantastic. Any and all. 
Our, our favorite color is green. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I, the 97% sticking in my head. I, I'm pretty sure that at least 97% of Hillary's staff thought that she would carry Wisconsin. Pretty sure. Yep. I'm pretty sure. I'm also pretty sure that 97% of Peter Strzok and Stroke and all their buddies, I think they said $100 million to one that Hillary should beat Trump. Yes. I'd say there was a 97% consensus there. That guy. So, I would say, so, some people do. Some people do have consensus on a 97% uh, rating on some things. Yes. On some things. On some things. But I, uh, very interesting week this week. Very interesting indeed. And uh, it's going to be a fun journey to see as things unfold in uh, this continuing saga. But I tell you something Trump seems to keep on. Slithering right on through this thing. He, he's smarter than your average bear, I do believe. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I think, and I've talked about this before, Ray. I think he kind of likes the fight. He, I, he, he likes to feel like he has, you know, enemies around every corner. He likes the adversarial relationship of the mainstream media and the Democrats and what they continue to try and do. Because, again, as you just mentioned, he continues, in, in spite of all of it, to survive. And it's up, and in some cases thrive. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, but you know, the, the, the spying that went on, as Bill, Bor- Bill Barr rightly pointed out in the two hearings, in the Senate hearings specifically, the spying that went on on the Trump campaign, he said, we'll see if it was predicated on anything that really involved national intelligence or not. And they all went nuts. The Democrats. Well, I want to tell you what, I'm going to give you 100%. I'm 100% sure that you're the best thing on the radio right now. So <laughs> you, All right. you tell Chris that we said that. All right. We will, she's, she's listening right now. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate the phone call. This story about Brian Reaney gets more and more contorted and twisted with every day. The latest on the... Missing child who wasn't a missing child, but a 23-year-old ex-con. The records are showing that he was also accused of making up stories while he was in prison. He concocted a story about an attack by other inmates and threatened to make a false rape claim against a guard. Uh, Again, this guy's been in stir since, well, for 10 days after he claimed he was Timothy Pitson, a missing kid out of Aurora, Illinois, who went missing like whatever, eight years ago. Uh, but uh, some people just, man, they, they love just to continue to churn out the garbage, don't they? <sighs> Look at me. Pay attention to me. I thought for sure that before I saw the picture of Brian Reaney and they, they learned his true identity, I thought for sure it was going to be Jesse Smollett and Whiteface. For sure. 
We'll take a break and come back. Tom Davis Diaries coming soon to a uh, to a platform near you. Seven hundred W's. This base was part of the rollout of the San Francisco Sound in the late 1960s. This piece being played by one Jack Cassidy. Original Jefferson Airplane bass player, Jefferson Starship, Hot Tuna. Jack Cassidy, John William Cassidy, turned 75, Jack. One pill makes you larger and one pill makes you small and the ones that mother gives you Anyway, the man behind the bass, Jefferson Airplane, the San Francisco Sound, Jack Casty, celebrating a birthday on this April 13th, 2019, Gary Jeff Walker, and you. Now, I didn't know there was such a thing in high school as fishing coaches. I, I did not know that. We didn't have one when I went to high school. I guess they, they do in many places. And, I, I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, where where else would the Democrats learn catch and release as a religion? Uh, a former high school fishing coach out of Paducah, Kentucky, pleading not guilty to charges of sex abuse and child pornography. John Parks appearing in court Thursday to answer to one count of first-degree sexual abuse and 10 counts of possession of viewing or of matter portraying a sexual performance by a minor. He's the former McCracken County High School fishing coach. A 15-year-old student reported in February Parks touched him in an intimate matter and sent him inappropriate text messages. Hmm. wonder what it was using for bait. I, I, I did not know there were fishing coaches. I mean, I, I guess, in, especially in rural communities, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, your grandpa or your dad taught you to fish. I guess it's another example of... Parents abandoning their responsibility to be good parents and to teach their children how to fish. It's amazing. Have you have you seen how much people spend on like fly fishing and angling and stuff? It's thousands of dollars. I mean, it looks fun to go out somewhere in Montana or somewhere and, and, and find a nice mountain stream and just fly fish for trout. But uh, I mean, it's very very expensive as far as hobbies goes or passions or whatever you want to call it. Uh-oh. Jeff and Florence, what's Jeff want? Put him on hold. It doesn't matter what he wants to talk about. Really. I, I know him. Jeff from Boone County, how are you doing, my friend? I'm just befuddled. I'm going to the track today, and I need Chris's advice. Okay, Krista 2.0, my wife, uh, she's listening. Maybe I'll... Well, maybe, well get, you can get back to me. Um, I've got it narrowed down in the Arkansas Derby between Improbable or Omaha Beach. I want to know which horse she likes. That's obviously who I'm going to bet on. Improbable or Omaha Beach, okay. And then the next one is Another Twist of Fate or Harvey, or Harvey Wallbanger. 
in the big race at Keeneland today because I'm going to be all dressed up and looking all fancy schmancy. I got an invite that I can't turn down, and I'm thinking about putting five bucks on one of them horses for her. All right, Jeff, I'll, I'll get back to you. All right, later, buddy. Thanks. Have, have a wonderful day. God, Keeneland's wonderful, too. I've only been a couple of times, but uh, they're still running through the 26th. Time now for the Tom Davis Diaries. I like to call them the... Diary of a Madman. Hello, Tommy. How are you? I'm sitting here racking my brain thinking about your uh, pervert fishing coach. <laughs> there has to be something in there about, like, his wooden tackle. Yes. Like, there's something's in there. I can feel it. But uh, the, the, me... the, the bobber, <laughs> perhaps. It might take me till next week. Right. Anyway, this week... Thief steals beer truck, and a naked firefighter makes a splash at a 7-Eleven. But first, let's talk about Chloe Jones, recently arrested after taunting police officers about a missing court date. Chloe posted the following message on her local sheriff's Facebook page. Do you guys do pickup or delivery? After a few comments, she went on to add some of those crying from laughter emojis the kids love so much. But then the not-as-tech-savvy-as-she-thought-she-was young lady accidentally pinned herself revealing her exact location to police, who minutes later had her in handcuffs. She's now behind bars accepting a very different type of friend request. Speaking of annoying technology, cops in Minnesota stopped a teenager who was driving 96 miles an hour while having a video conversation over FaceTime. The 18-year-old blew past a highway patrolman on the way to college. The giggling teen told the officer that she thought her speeding and not paying attention was, quote, not that big a deal. She was cited for speeding, being reckless, but unfortunately clueless, Still not a crime. A woman in New York says that the car accident she caused was not actually her fault. It was the spider next to her. She spotted the eight-legged stowaway on the seat by her leg. She freaked, hit the gas, rammed the car straight into a tree. She hurt herself, but not too bad. The police had this to say. We know that it's easier for some drivers than others, but please try to teach yourselves to overcome fear and pull over to a safe place. Wives depend on it. I think my grandfather said it best. Woman driver, no survivors. I'm kidding. And finally, Rhode Island police recently arrested a six. I'm not a 60-year-old firefighter for walking into a 7-Eleven while nude. John Walsh purchased a soda and then left in his car. His 29-year-old girlfriend dared him to go to the store while nude because it is legal in Rhode Island. But unfortunately, he was charged with disorderly conduct. I think we all know what's going on here. 60-year-old dude, 29-year-old girlfriend. He will literally do anything she says. Mystery solved. Next week, Powerball winner suing her son, and this is going to shock you, for being bad at investing money. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Tommy. 700. All right, 736 now on a Saturday morning, April 13, 2019. Gary Jeff Walker at the ready, at your service. You're on 700 WLW and at 1 800 843 2441, the acute hotline, the one and only. Pithy phone call from Stephen from Etno Township in Ohio. Hello, Stephen. How, how are you, Gary Jeff? I'm all right. <laughs> Hi, Krista. Uh, Hi, Brooksy. Uh, back to AOC. Uh, did you uh, coin the term, the uh, gift that keeps on giving with regard to her? Was that Maxine Waters? I'm not sure. I, I call AOC the smiling cheerleader of ignorance. Oh, there you go. This, this week, by the way, uh, she turned uh, a Ph.D. in economics again. She said you can print as much money as you want. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought see, that, that's... see Venezuela. 
Yeah, that's really cute from somebody on the Financial Services Committee. Yeah, that, that's really great. And, of course, Maxine is the chairman of that committee. You know, she's another one. But here's one. Why is it every time she says something, there's nobody in the audience, uh, read that journalist, who pins her down and asks her a question? I'm going to because I am a former journalist. Uh, AOC, love you, love you. you. You know, you make our day. You're on the Financial Services Committee, and um, i I, I got to ask you a, a second question about economics this week. The president wants to audit the Federal Reserve, our central bank, which, of course, you know, hasn't been audited since the 1950s, which I find rather strange because if uh, Wells Fargo and those banks, uh, you know, like Bank of America, hadn't been audited, you know, for 70 years, right? we'd probably raise a little hell. Uh how do you feel about that, AOC? Uh, you, you agree with the president? Oh, you don't. You disagree with everything the president says. That's interesting because you're Hispanic, right? Yeah. Okay, good, good. Uh, are you aware that Henry Gonzalez, who, uh, by the way, was Hispanic, a long-term congressman from San Antonio, a longtime member of the um, – well, yes – the banking committee of the House, he, along with several others, constantly presented bills for auditing the Federal Reserve and were never successful. Uh, how do you feel about that, uh, uh, Dr. AOC? I, I really wish these journalists would pin her down. I really wish they would. Uh, may I end with this? Uh, headlines of the week. Now, I didn't even go into the stories behind a lot of these because I just thought, uh, after I read each one, that ain't news. The first one was <laughs> former NFL player charged with murder. Is that news, Gary Jeff? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> That's never news. Here's a better one. Stand-up comic dies on stage. Haven't you know? You've had bad shows, Gary Jeff. I yeah, know very that's, few. That's true. When I was on the radio, I had a lot of bad shows. I died on stage a lot. That's not news. But actually, <laughs> this was true. It was Ian Cognito, a, a British comic. He did die on stage. But you know, to me, you know what I was waiting for. The third one would be karaoke singer gets booed. You know, I, I, I mean, come on, internet, give me some real stories. Let's go back. Let's go back to the stand-up comedian who died on stage. How do you follow that? I don't know. And and the audience, you know, thought it was part of the act. Sure. I, I did read this story, and he had cracked a joke seconds before about heart attacks. Oh. And apparently, that's what got him. 60 years old, Ian Cognito. Check it <laughs> out. Guys, Dave, God bless him. By the way, one of the Minnesota uh, Muslim Mafia gals uh, in Congress uh, took a shot this week at 9-11 survivors. Quote, unquote, I got that far into this story, and I thought, no, I'm not going to read the rest. I am not. For any Muslim to take a shot at 9-11 survivors, it's just got to be the world turned upside down. That's exactly what we got. Yeah, Ilan Omar said, uh, in reference to 9-11, some people did some things. Some people did some things. Hmm. My friend Stephen in South Carolina, how are you, my friend? Hey, good morning, Gary Jeff. Good morning. morning. Uh, already on the road this morning. Oh, really? Where are you headed? I'm heading to the, the county dump. 
you know, I call myself the Lawn King of Greer, and I've been bagging on my clippings. So I've got a truck full of grass clippings of uh, some tree limbs. I even have my old DirecTV satellite dish back here. Uh, we don't have the uh, Sam- we don't have the Sanford and Son theme. I'm sorry. Too bad. Didn't have it readily available sense. anyway. I'm sure we can search for the it. Look. So you know. Why are you alone responsible for carrying? Are you keeping? Uh, are you carrying your neighbor's clippings as well? Or uh, no, I'm not carrying my neighbor's clippings, and Yulia is still asleep. <clears throat> Even though she made last night, they're waiting to be put in the oven. Some homemade uh, cinnamon rolls. Oh man, why do you taunt me like this? You're you're hundreds of miles away. I can't have any of these delicious baked goods that your Russian mail-order bride uh, routinely makes you. I... That's part of the collusion deal, Gary Jeff. And sometimes he, I... sometimes he texts me pictures on the phone <laughs> of these lovely, delightful treats that his wife makes. Thanks, Thanks for just, reminding me. I'll have to do it. Just to taunt me even further. I, I, and she asked me last night, do you want raisins in your cinnamon? No, box? no, 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 no. No raisins. You no, want... see, I, I want raisins. No, no, don't don't well, eat, don't eat raisins. You'll the, get, you'll, you'll get tarnished. You'll, you'll you'll get worms. Uh, Bye. Thank you. Have have a great day. All right, My, I love to Krista two point Have you a bet. great weekend, Gary. You Jeff. bet. Thank you, sir. You as well. Seven hundred dollars again. Uh, gifts from Wally this morning is going to be good. I think. Brenneman and Jones on baseball in just a few moments. Of course, the Reds are in Mexico, Monterey, to play the St. Louis Cardinals for a two-game series south of the border tonight. So uh, maybe a little insight on that. Just listening to the horrible story about the uh, the guy from Claremont County who got killed on the motorcycle not wearing a helmet, 51 years old. And I was just thinking about it. I said, I really have never had a great desire. Last week, we had some riders into the bar. And the after-the-show show was great. Nice little rush on a great Saturday afternoon. Hopefully they'll come back again. But I'm not getting out on the bike to go anywhere. I'm, I'm nervous enough with four walls around me in a car, a vehicle. Call me any name you want. And I can think of a few that you might call me, but I probably couldn't say them on the air. But... It's just that that lust for adventure has never been really a part of my general makeup. My producer, Grant Knowles, said that he took a motorcycle safety class in high school. Was it college? College, yeah. And it was the most fun in the world. He wants to have one someday. And I said, well, if I, if I live that long, I'll see you at your funeral. I hope they do a good job with you. In the open casket file. <clears throat> but uh, just not my thing. And it kind of ties into another it's not an irrational fear because something bad really could happen i lived when i first moved to cincinnati i lived at fourth and plum apartments downtown i lived on the eighth floor the top floor had a balcony looking out over fourth street i didn't spend a whole lot of time but i couldn't do that today i watch commercials where someone's walking on a tight wire this happened yesterday watching a TV show or something, a commercial come on, and a woman is holding, I don't know, two-pound steaks and paper plates as she walks over from one rooftop to the other, suspended about 
300 feet in the air. I'm going, I almost passed out watching the commercial. I've got such acrophobia, fear of heights. The same way with the motorcycle thing, man. I think I wiped out on a dirt bike when I was a little kid, and I just never got back on one again. Such a wuss. But there are certain things that just don't, I mean, my wife would be more likely to get on a bike than me. I know this for a fact. And, honey, it's fine. If you if we ever come up with a way of the wherewithal to buy a motorcycle and you want to get out there and ride, that's fine. I will not be joining you. It's just not something that, I, and especially the guy with, you know, without a helmet. And I'm not saying that the laws should require you to wear a helmet if you're riding a motorcycle or whatever. So that's your business, but man, being completely naked to, you know, road rash and every other thing that could happen while you're on a bike. God bless the riders, though, man. They can drink some beer. Not bad tippers, either. See you at the After the Show show. Science Mike on the other side of news, which is coming up in just a few on 700W. Into yet another hour of this Saturday morning edition. For April 13th, 2019, Gary Jeff Walker and you together again on a Saturday. 700WLW. Time now to check in with our buddy Science Mike. Or as Grant, my producer, has said, Science McHale. Apparently related to a Russian. I'm not sure. Good morning, McHale. McHale's Navy. McHale's <laughs> Navy. I like that. That's a flashback <laughs> reference. So uh, how you doing this morning? Great. How you doing? Well, fine, fine, fine. Hey, Do you see the photos of the uh, image of the black hole? I did not. You have okay. to. Ca- I know you. You warned us about it last week, or or alerted us to the fact that they were taking pictures of the black hole. Yeah, two of them. <clears throat> the, the one in the center of our Milky Way, Sagittarius A star. They couldn't get a picture of that because it was just too noisy. Oh, okay. So okay. the only you get the one of uh, M eighty seven in the Virgo constellation, which is, you know, is about uh, pretty far away, fifty five million light years. So the light we're seeing from the Black hole is 55 million years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> and a, a couple interesting points about it. Um, in the image, you'll, you'll see a, uh, it, was a, it was a ring around, obviously, the black hole. that had, had a bright spot on the ring. And I just want to explain a couple points about what you're actually looking at. Okay. You're looking at two things. One is the uh, you have matter that is um, in orbit around this black hole at very high speeds, close to... Uh, I mean, near the speed of light, but I mean less than it. But it, it's uh, they're going really fast. So as the as the matter, the dust and everything like that is traveling around the uh, the black hole, you have some matter coming toward toward us, toward our viewpoint, and then going away. So you actually have you know funny the Doppler relativistic Doppler effect where it's brighter light coming toward us than going away from us. It's very similar to. You know, it's the sound Doppler. If you can use an analogy, where oh, they, when they when they look at when they look at tornadoes and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So you have you have that type of uh, general Doppler effect, even with light and sound. And then the second thing is, and the more interesting is, light waves. As light approaches the black hole, they get pulled into the black hole. But when light gets to a certain radius outside the black hole. It 
actually goes around it and comes, the light creates a disk of light around the whole black hole. So you're actually seeing light that is on the backside getting warped around this huge object. And when I mean large object, I'm talking about 23.6 billion miles across. Our, 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 our solar system is 2.3 billion so, so, so more than 10 times the size of our solar system. Yes. So this is a huge object, but I mean, it's so far away, it took so long to train our telescopes to get an image of it. But we're seeing a, a whole image of the whole entire, um, what they call the accretion disk around, around the black hole. So, you know, it's just like that LIGO effect where we saw the gravitational waves. Now we're seeing them all the time. Through I think, you know, coming down the pike in years to come, we're going to be training our telescopes. We're going to be learning so much more about this. And that's how they know because of the radius, the size of the, the, the black holes by how big this ring is where the lights, lights uh, bending around it. So now this black, this black hole is so far away that it's, it's never going to swallow up our solar system. Oh no, 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 but it's big. I mean, it is large, but it was the universe is obviously so large. It's, it's small. It's, you know, saying two things in the same breath is, is you know, kind of confusing, but, it's, uh, well, I just I just checked it out. Uh, the image of the black hole. Yeah, you see how yeah. it's brighter on the one one end. Yeah, some spot. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So, so the guy who wrote a paper in 1915 is still uh, this theory is still standing. So, all right. Uh, well, Michael, thank you very much. Informative as always, and yes, uh, now now you got my attention again to actually go check it out. Have a great week, Jim. Right. Jeff. You too, man. The black hole. Seven hundred dollars. With the news of Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The first photo revealed of a black hole. I figured it was only fitting. Plus, my wife loves the late Chris Cornell, so. A little sound garden on a Saturday morning. In Quarter past the hour, 8.15 Eastern Time. Gary Jeff, Saturday Morning Edition, 700 WLW. Joining us on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, uh, state's, is state senator, correct, Will? It is correct, yeah. State senator, I believe, in, in the district in which I live, in Southgate, Kentucky, and uh, running for attorney general in the bluegrass. Uh, just interesting to talk to you for a number of reasons, because, number one, I never have, and number two, there has been nothing but discord from the current attorney general uh, when it comes to doing the business of the Commonwealth and dealing with Governor Bevan, correct? That's absolutely correct. Uh, how how long has it been since there was a Republican attorney general in the state of Kentucky? Over 70 years. That's yeah. amazing. It's it's pretty crazy. What What would you change if you actually become the next attorney general yeah so i mean that's that's a big part of why i ran is because for not you know over 70 years there haven't been 
Republican Attorney General. And what we've seen, as you pointed to, uh, in the last few Attorney Generals really is just uh, them representing their ideas and trying to make a platform for them to run for governor. Yeah, yeah it seems uh, to be the, ste- the natural stepping stone. So if you were elected Attorney General, would your next would your next eye on the prize be the governor's seat in Frankfurt? No, I'm running for Attorney General because I want to be Attorney General. You know, I was a prosecutor in Campbell County and uh, State Center currently, so really have the skill set and background and attorney general is the job I want to do. And, you know, I have a young family and then I'll focus on them. You know, I've been focusing on politics, so it'll be good to, uh, yeah, focus on them a little bit too. Yeah, no doubt about it. When did you decide that you wanted to run for attorney general? So, you know, Whitney Westerfield is a Senate colleague of mine. He ran last time, came up 1,200 votes short against Andy Bashir. was greatly outspent and everything, but uh, really put a good effort forward and almost, uh, you know, he came within striking distance for sure. So he was in this race, uh, had no intention of running against him, but as the deadline approached uh, and he drew a primary challenger, he, uh, you know, started having second thoughts because he has a young family. Um, So talked to him and knew he was uh, having second thoughts, but uh, it really wasn't until that uh, Friday before the, Tuesday uh, filing deadline that I filed. All right, now, who, who, are you, who would you be running against, Will? Um, so, well, I try not to give my opponent free advertising, right? But... No, no, no. I, I mean, I think it's fair <laughs> to mention. And, and your opponent could actually come on the air right, uh, right. at any no, time. So, I, no, who are you running against? I'm running against a guy, Daniel Cameron, out of Louisville. I worked for Senator McConnell for two years. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the big difference is, you know, I'm out here on the stump. Uh, just every weekend, I'm currently in Western Kentucky, so I take this call. Uh, I have some events down here today. But, well, okay. you know, Good luck to you. But uh, what what do you bring outside of being a Republican to the Attorney General's office in the state of Kentucky if you should win? What what right. makes Will Schroeder different? Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I was getting at. The, the big difference between us, you know, for five and a half years, I was an assistant, Commonwealth Attorney, a prosecutor in Campbell County, so I have that background. Right. I think that's important. Um, our county attorneys, our Commonwealth attorneys in Kentucky really haven't had an advocate in the attorney general's office since I've been in the Senate. I've never seen the attorney general come over and, you know, whether it's changes in the law or the budget, really there's just been a complete disconnect between the attorney general. I mean, the attorney general is the top prosecutor in the state, sure. so it would make sense that you have someone with that experience, but it would also make sense that they come over and advocate in front of the uh, General Assembly, um, and they just really haven't done that. So I, I'm endorsed by 27 of my Republican Senate colleagues. I'm going to be in a great position to speak up, you know, for those in the trenches and, and advocate for them. Well, you know, and it's it's all about doing a great job for the people that you represent, and that's Republicans and Democrats alike. We've seen such partisanship in politics uh, on the national and at the local levels for such a while it would be f- refreshing to me to see somebody who represents all of the voters, all of the taxpayers of Kentucky, and not just one half of them. Right. And no, you're absolutely right. I mean, my compass for decisions is going to be based on the Constitution and the law. Yep. You know, and we we've unfortunately seen a lot of partisan rhetoric and um, and lawsuits filed, and, and yeah, it's it's yep. just not ending between uh, Andy Bashir and and uh, Matt Devon. Well, exactly. Uh, I wish you well, man. 
have a good well, time and, and uh I'll I'll make my decision when it's time to make that decision and uh, Sounds good. hope it all works yeah. out well for you. All right? I appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you, Will. I'll take a break and come back. 700 WLW Sports. My friend from Boone County, Jeff, likes to uh he's he's become a big addict of the Wall Street Journal. Not just the news that's basically real news, not fake slanted agendized news but also the op-eds and kim strassel i don't know who she, you know who she is or not but i've seen her on a, a number of the uh, talk shows on tv and the like but she's a columnist and a reporter for the wall street journal and in yesterday's op-ed she pointed out exactly what we see going on at the highest levels of our federal government department of justice and what went on during the 2016 campaign since We've spent all this time and effort and money to figure out how President Trump won the election and how Hillary lost it. And the initial Mueller report review says no collusion and not enough evidence to point to any obstruction of justice by Donald Trump or any of his associates or surrogates. Uh, The thing that I kind of point to and look at and what Kimberly Strassel pointed out is now with a new attorney general who's not recused himself and in every way, shape, and form, no matter what Adam Schiff or Chuck Schumer say, appears to be a straight shooter and appears to be doing things by the book legally as the highest law enforcement official in the country should. And what she says is the biggest point of the Mueller investigation was really a smokescreen to cover up what was done at the highest levels of the FBI. And whether it's Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, you heard about the insurance policy just in case Donald Trump won. Uh, the things that were done, I think, and she believes illegally, because they had absolutely no idea. They had no inkling. They had every reason to believe that Hillary Clinton was going to win. Peter Strzok even said she should win $100 million to one, to none. $100 million to none. So when that didn't happen, that insurance policy was really covering up all the stuff they did leading up to that election at the FBI, at the Department of Justice, which was President Obama's Department of Justice. Loretta Lynch was the Attorney General at the time. You remember the tarmac meeting with President Clinton, on uh, the airport in Phoenix, right before a final declaration of, of Hillary's not going to be prosecuted for anything that was done during the campaign. The whole Mueller probe, the whole year and 10 months, the $25 million, all of the interviews, all the subpoenas, was done to cover up. And they hoped they could continue it long enough. So by the time... The 2020 election was rolling around. Maybe they could get President Trump out of office and then it would stay covered up. I don't think it's going to stay covered up. All of the stuff that was done on behalf of getting Hillary Clinton elected from the fake dossier, the FISA court uh, warrants, surveillance warrants, were all predicated on untruths and uncooperated stories dug up by a foreign agent named Christopher Steele, paid for by Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National Committee. All the stuff that a lot of us have known 
during this or suspected is going to come out and sooner rather than later. So it's really interesting, but if you get a chance to check it out, Kim Strassel and uh, the real reason behind the special counsel investigation of Robert Mueller into President Trump and his campaign. Is it really, was it really about anybody believe that, that they were colluding or conspiring with Russians? And was it just a big cover-up? And if it was a big cover-up, you know, the real damage is not done by the initial crime. It's always about the cover-up. It was with Richard Nixon and Watergate, you know, the Clintons never prosecuted, uh, but the cover-up is the real story here. 700 WLW. Work for your company. You'll be tuning in from south of the border, literally. If you listen to the Reds on the radio on 700 WLW, either this evening or tomorrow afternoon, from Monterrey, Mexico, Mexico, the Reds, Playing the St. Louis Cardinals as Major League Baseball continues their outreach to other countries. The games in Japan, certainly not the first time Major League teams have played in Mexico, but this time it's the Reds. Hey, Mo! How's it going? It's great. Anytime yeah. I can play Wall of Voodoo on my show and relive my the, the glory days of the 80s and MTV, you know. Has one of the most bizarre music videos ever. I know. It's great. Yeah. I wish I was in Tijuana eating barbecued iguana, which, <laughs> which never seemed to be too appealing to me. And I've seen food shows where people are actually eating barbecued iguana, and it just doesn't seem like something I would enjoy. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll take a hard pass on that. <laughs> no doubt about it. Mo Egger, of course, the Reds and the Cardinals tangling in Mexico and Monterrey. Uh, to, I was reading something in the paper this morning about players looking forward to it. And I guess it was Tanner Roark who was quoted. He said, winter ball was amazing because the whole time, the whole crowd was going crazy. When somebody scores a run or a home run is hit, beer around the entire stadium is thrown in the air. So it's just like <laughs> it's like an explosion of beer. Apparently, they don't care about wasting the cerveza, but that's that's kind of the uh, culture and the feel and the you know the tone that you get uh, when when they play baseball in Mexico. I, I mean, I get pretty exciting for some of the players, I would imagine too. Well, I'm sure it's really exciting for some of the players. It certainly kind of breaks up uh, the, the normal schedule. Um, if you've ever watched the Caribbean World Series, which is obviously not Mexico, but if, if you've watched uh, the Caribbean World Series and just the vibe and the way the game is played, it's like watching a different sport. I mean, it, it, it's, uh, it's kind of exactly what uh, Tanner Roark described. The crowd is... Uh, vibrant and into the game and uh, loud uh, for the duration of, of the day. I, I talked with Joey Votto about this at Red Fest one year, his winter ball experience, and he said 
you know, it's not something he'd want to go back and do again. But as a, as a younger guy, when he played winter ball, uh, the experience, it's, it's something that every big leaguer should do at least once. Yeah. Uh, just because the, the, the way the players and the game is, are, are embraced and uh, the way the, the fans are during those games is just so much different than here in North America. And I would imagine you'll hear and see a lot of that type of atmosphere tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, NBA playoffs are beginning. Um, much movement out west with the Lakers specifically. Luke Walton let go after three losing seasons. Not really a surprise. The big shocker was that Magic Johnson stepping away. Uh, did you find that? Uh, I mean, uh, apparently he didn't tell Jeannie Buss or anybody else in the Lakers organization when he had the press conference the other night to announce he was no longer going to be part of the organization of the Lakers. Magic Johnson decided <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, L.A. wasn't big enough for both him and Mick Cronin, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. I, I I thought it was really weak by Magic to do that. Now, number one, um, you know he's 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 kind of the main reason why LeBron went there, and he doesn't tell LeBron before he does that, yeah. and he doesn't tell his bosses before he does that. But I think it illustrated that the LA LA Lakers, a lot of you know hardcore basketball observers. When they made Magic Johnson uh, the president of basketball operations, thought it was a bad move because he's just not one of those guys, and you could certainly understand why. Who's going to be in the office grinding away twelve to fourteen hours? You know, he wants to be an ambassador for the game. Uh, he wants to go on late night talk shows. He sure. doesn't. You know, he's not going to be in his office watching film of international prospects and you know doing hardcore prep for the draft, and so. They basically wasted two and a half years because they wanted to elevate a franchise icon instead of actually hiring somebody who knows what they're doing and is going to commit to the job. And I think the Lakers are woefully behind, despite having Magic Johnson uh, for for doing that. And then the way he did it, I just thought was was the least stand-up thing you could do. Go into your boss's office, tell her you're quitting and why. And then, you know, have a press conference. Then you can hold your press conference, yeah. But to do it the way he did, I thought was was weak. So the playoffs, is it Golden State again? It's Golden State in the West, and and I don't know how you could pick against them until I I see a team beat them four times in a series. I I just, I I refuse to believe that anybody is is gonna. And I I know they've they've had their stops and starts here during the regular season. I certainly don't think they're invincible, but. You know, there's there's a big difference between beating them once or twice and beating them four times. The Houston Rockets couldn't do it last year. The Oklahoma City Thunder with Kevin Durant couldn't do it uh, three years ago. Nobody's been able to do it. In the East, uh, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, if, if, if Milwaukee and Golden State got to the NBA Finals, Milwaukee would have home court. They have the guy that I think should be the NBA's MVP. The question is, can they survive? You know, Philadelphia and Toronto and, and even Boston and Indiana, teams like that. But I don't know how, you know, given given what you've watched over the last four years and the fact that the Warriors have a better roster than maybe at any point over the last five years, yeah. I don't know how you pick against Golden State. There you go. Um, any any kind of comments in the, in the days after Mick Cronin took the UCLA job? I know we talked about it extensively on Tuesday, and you've probably done – Nothing but talk about it all week long. Just uh, any any other addendum and, and what happens with UC? I saw Lance McAllister's posting uh, suggesting strongly that John Brannon be the no-brainer choice as head coach of the Bearcats. Any other comments? 
Couldn't agree more with it. Um, I, I can certainly understand why they would want to have a, an expansive search, but but frankly, you know, every name that gets thrown at me, um, I come back to John Brandon. I, I think he I think he checks all the boxes, which is a popular saying these days that that you're looking for. You know, if you're looking for somebody who's likely to have the job for a while. Um, it's John. If you're looking for kind of an up-and-comer young head coach, I think it's John. If you're looking for a coach who's who's going to craft a team to to play a style that might be a little bit of a departure from from what we saw over the last 13 years, I, I think it's John. The, the work he did at NKU, um, it, you know, where where that program was as a newbie in Division One to now being, I think, I think the best program in their league. Uh, that's certainly not only because of John Brandon, but he's you know obviously been steering that ship. It, to me, he's the guy, and he might not be the sexiest choice. He's certainly not the biggest name. Um, he's not going to generate a lot of buzz nationally, but I think in just terms of pure basketball coach and a guy who again kind of fits the profile of exactly what you're looking for, um, he's the guy. And and I, I don't really think we should have to overthink this. I know people have talked about Frank Martin. I like Frank Martin a lot. Um, it, Frank Frank Martin's style of play isn't that much of a departure from Knicks, and that's not a bad thing at all. But for those who want to see Cincinnati maybe open things up a little bit offensively, yeah. Frank Martin's teams in South Carolina really didn't do that. Uh, people have mentioned Nick Van Exel. Um, I love Nick Van Exel. Nick Van Exel is, to me, the guy you hire if you're you're a little desperate, which Memphis was when they they made Penny Hardaway the coach. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to you know get fans excited and sell tickets, well, I don't really think that's a, a, an issue right now. I think John Brandon's the guy, and right now, to me, he would be the odds-on favorite. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Masters, obviously, uh, the the most heralded golf tournament outside of maybe the Open, the British Open. Going on right now, and we need to have a talk with Sag Mo. Why? In his sports reporting this morning, somebody pointed this out via email. If five golfers are tied for first place at the Masters as we go into the weekend, then how can Tiger Woods be in a four way tie for second? Would he be in a four way tie for sixth? <laughs> would that be correct? I guess mathematically it would be. We have nine players within a shot of the lead. Uh, yep. It's going to be a really fun next two days at Augusta, and Tiger's among them. But that it's it's not just a you know nine players within a shot of the lead. You have five guys who have won majors tied. Obviously, Tiger a shot away. Dustin Johnson a shot away. Who won the U.S. Open a couple of years ago? This is going to be a really fun next couple of days. And it's today is the twenty second anniversary of Tiger Woods winning his first Master, became the youngest player ever to win. A Masters tournament, so you know, history, it it could be repeating itself. You never know. And didn't just win, obliterated the field. Yeah, no, no doubt. What's on the blog, Mo? Uh, I well, you know, I was I've been out the last couple of days, so I haven't really done much, but I've got some really good NFL draft content. Right. Uh, if you want to get ready for that, and lots of reaction to uh, Mick Cronin leaving the University of Cincinnati. All right, fantastic. What would be your cerveza of choice if you were at the game in Monterey? Uh, I'm guessing they serve Pacifico there, right? I like Pacifico. Yeah. Okay, cool. Have a great weekend, I went, to, I went to Puerto Vallarta and they serve Pacifico, so yeah. I don't think they have it in, in Monterey. I, I would think so. Mo, have a great weekend. 
All right. All right. Thanks, bro. We'll talk to Mike Allen next. Now, Mike Allen, you know, yesterday woke up to tornado sirens. Yeah, I know. At like 6.30 in the morning Crazy. or whatever. So I had to turn on the TV, figuring, you know, well, something's going on. What's happening? Because yeah. we were expected to get rain. I wouldn't expect, and, you know. So, you know, my wife and I have a new car for us uh-huh. since the Mustang was destroyed. And I hear these reports of in Independence quarter-size hail. I'm going, no way. <laughs> we don't have to work today. I'm going to find. And I got in the car and literally drove to the car wash right down the street inside so i could ride out in case there was any hail i may Whoa. have to do it again tomorrow <laughs> you know what just uh, hide from the hail it got kind of crazy and the the sirens didn't go off where i live either so they need to fix that yeah they do so um the big news is president trump is suggesting or or threatening or whatever you want to call it that with the illegal immigrants we just bus them to sanctuary cities once they get here and seek asylum. We just bus them to sanctuary cities and here, you wanted them, you got them. And, and, and I, why not, Gary Jeff? I don't see what's illegal about that. We've gone from catch and release to catch, bus and release. Well, there you go. And I don't see anything illegal in it either. No. And it's exactly what some of these sanctimonious mayors wanted. They stand before the cameras and moralize about, oh, we're so moral, we're so great, we'll take care of them. Well, now here's your chance, you know. And I have not seen one step forward yet and say, hey, we're ready, bring them on. Deliver them to Gavin Newsom, the, the governor of California's mansion. Deliver him right, or wherever he's living, deliver him right into his front yard. Well, how about Nancy Pelosi? Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she, her district is smack in the middle of San Francisco. Yeah. A sanctuary scene. And she was apoplectic at the thought. Yeah, it was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike Allen, Saturday Midday, coming up next. I'll see you at uh, Huddle's Cafe, 628 Mama Street, Newport, the After the Show Show. Come and have some uh, beverages with us. We'll be slinging drinks for hillbillies and others. Seven 700- hundred. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.